Resting Witch Face, your one-stop haunt for all things spooky, bitchy, and more. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I am Grant Jacoby. I am Bailey Bennett. This is a very special episode because this is special. our one-year anniversary, kind of, sort of. Oh, my God. Which anniversary is this? Like paper or something? Plastic. Plastic. That sounds right. Rope. Okay, great. Um, also, last week, we put out our 50th episode, I which know. we kind of totally... Didn't realize was happening. It's too bad our 50th episode couldn't have been this one. No, that's... Although technically to be a full year, this would have to be the what? How many weeks are in a year? 52. Remember when we took some time off? We did. I just, I, I figured we took some more time off than we did, but we didn't. No. No. That's okay. This is going to be very fun. Yeah. Um, As we, as some of you may have seen on our Instagram, this is going to be a very special question and answer Q&A, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> episode. Because we know how much you guys just want to know more about us because we never talk about ourselves. It's just like, who are these people? It's a mystery. They're so mysterious. They're so quiet. And we know we're here for you and we're going to answer everything. So we put out some polls or they're not polls. Questions, (laughs) things on Instagram. And you guys send in some really fun ones. So we're just going to. We're, we're going to go through those today. Before we get to that, I have to point out that we are matching right now. Oh, we really, really <laughs> We are, are literally both wearing, not only were we both wearing pink, and not only were we both wearing pink sweaters, we were wearing pink, like, what is this, like, cable knit? But they're, they're both very, like, comfy, mm-hmm. just, like, pullover knits. Yes. Yes, because, um, I mean, I know we don't talk enough about the weather in New York City, but it has gone from, like, 80 degrees every day to 40 degrees every day. Yeah. So we just have plunged right into that that winter. Yeah, I actually feel quite comfortable right now. I know. So. I'm not sweating. I'm not sweating. Um, so. That's, we can change that. Don't even worry. Uh-huh. Um, but before we get into the Q&A today, I do have a, hey, that scared the shit out of me for the ages. I feel like this is very fitting for our one-year anniversary because it's truly the most transcendent, spooky experience I've ever had. Oh, good. Um, I, think, I think when we first started recording this podcast – a year ago, one of the first stories that I talked about was my friends from some of my friends from college, different friends than Grant, mm. go up to my friend's family's house upstate. And each year we have started this tradition where a few people in the group plan an elaborate game that everyone participates in. And last year it was a 1920s murder mystery theme. Um, And this year I'm glad to say things got nerdier (laughs) and things got spookier. And we, the game this year was that everyone was like paranormal investigators (gasps) and we were investigating the house. I haven't told you any of this. No, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited. Yeah. So we got Yeah. We actually, so three Three people worked on the game this year, and one of them is my friend Anna, who is a listener of this podcast and is so, so lovely. So I'm I'm sure that she'll hear this. Um, Thanks, Anna. You made my dreams come true. Um, But a few weeks ago, we all got an email from this woman named Edith, who 
was the owner of Barn Manor. And she she was reaching out to us to ask if we would help with her paranormal investigation because the the house had been in her family for many years and there are many, you know, stories about hauntings of the house and she needed our help. And I was like, fuck yes, I am bathing in glory. <laughs> um, and then when we, when we arrived, we played the game on Saturday night. Um, and around 8 p.m., we were sent out to the pool area to a table that was filled with candles and like a note explaining what we were going to be doing that night. From Edith? From Edith. Fun fact, if I was born a girl, I was going to be named Edith. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, cool. dodge that bullet. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, we were, and then we were out there for, for a long time. Um, but they were like, the, the note said, unfortunately, none of the lights are working in the house and you'll need to traverse the grounds with flashlights, of course. So we used the ones on our phones. Um, but the caretaker for the evening came out, who is one of our other friends, um, and split us all into pairs. Mm-hmm. And there were actually 13, 13 of us playing. So one group was a group of three. And then proceeded to hand out like these dossiers in like yellow, like manila envelopes. Mm -hmm. And we had like all this information in there. And then we had to disperse into the grounds to complete our missions. It was like pitch black. We're in this, this like farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, upstate New York. Like there's just fields and woods behind it. And like some... But he literally turned to some of the people and was like, for some of you, you will find a map to the outdoors. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, luckily, I was I was paired up with my, um, my our mutual friend, Ben, and we were sent to the fire pit, which is not too far from the actual house. Like we could see the house from where we were. And we had the we had this like witch's mission, of course, of course. And it was, was that like, on purpose. I'm sure. So we got to the fire pit and we had we like opened our dossier and we had this whole story about like how in the 1600s the family that lived there had these like five children and they were like always so curious to go out into the woods but their parents didn't want them to because there was like all these rumors of witches living out there and one day the children went out there and they they found the witch's hut and and the witches like cursed them and they never came home. So we had to prepare a charm to protect ourselves from the witches. I, like, I can't even oh believe God. this happened. So we, we literally, we had to, like, gather all these things from around the woods to mm-hmm. make our charm. Like, we had, to, like a, we had, like, a tiny vial. Like, we had to get, like, water from the stream. We had to, like, oh. we had to, like, burn a blade of grass and, like, oh find, God. like, bark from a tree. But it was, like, it, took, it was, like, we thought we were in a race against oh. other, like, all the other groups. Uh-huh. So we were trying to do it very quickly. And then we were, like texting like we were supposed to like text edith when we were done and so we actually ended up finishing very quickly so we were just waiting out in by the fire pit for like 40 minutes which was honestly the scariest part of the night because i was just it was pitch black and there was no one around us besides like woods and i so i just kept like turning being like oh my god what is happening and then we started hearing screaming from the main house and we were like okay cool and we weren't really like seeing other groups. And then finally we saw a flashlight running towards us and we were like, holy shit, it's going to be like the caretaker coming to fucking like murder us. Yeah. But it was one of, it was someone from another team who was like, she was in the trio mm-hmm. and she was like, both of my other teammates are dead and I don't know where to go. And Ben and I were like, oh my God, what's happening? 
So finally, and then she ran away. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, so people are like dying in this game. We don't know what we're doing mm-hmm. next. Then we got beckoned into the into the house. And we were like, okay. So we we like approached the house. <laughs> I'm scared <laughs> just hearing about this. It was fucking terrifying. It's the middle of the night. We so we like approach the house. We go to like the main door. It's locked. We try a different door. It's also locked. And we're like, okay, we're gonna have to use the basement. And we like peer in all the windows. There are white sheets covering all of the furniture as if like no one has lived there for years. And we were like, all like all the lights are off. We were like, okay, cool. So we like go down into the basement. We're like creeping along because I was so fucking scared. We didn't see anybody. We get up to, we had to go to a certain bedroom because mm-hmm. they were like, we that we were like told to go there. So we went to one of the bedrooms. And as soon as we entered the room, someone came from behind us and slammed the door. <gasps> and they had this rule that if there was a lock, if there, there was like a picture of a lock on the door, mm-hmm. that means like the door is locked now. You have to find the key before you can get out. Okay. So we're just like locked in this bedroom, we, which is attached to a bathroom. Uh-huh. And when we open the bathroom door, there's red writing on the mirror. And it says like, there's evil here, but like you'll be, the Airstream will keep you safe. So they have this like Airstream like camper in the backyard. And we were like, we need to get there. That's where like pe- we, we, there were like, we, we knew there were a few people in there already. And we were like, okay, that's the safe space. But we were locked in the room. And we, there were, the key was not in the room. So someone had to come and get us. And the first group that came to rescue us, we heard them die. So it was like both of them. We, there was someone in the room next to us who was jumping out and grabbing people. And like, that was like, that meant like, you're dead now. And we were like, okay, great. So we're just like sitting in there waiting. And then another group came and, and they got us out, but one person died and one person survived. So then Ben and Talia and I were like, okay, we have to go to the Airstream. And as we're running out, someone just like comes behind us and like starts chasing us. And we're like, who the fuck is that? Like, we did not know what was going on. Finally made it to the Airstream. And there were three other players in there already who had Mm -hmm. also survived. So it started out with 13 people and six people were still alive and we were all in the Airstream. And there there were just photos of everyone who was playing the game, like old photos with like letters written over their faces. And we had, it was like an anagram and it was that Edith's full name was an anagram. And then we, so we had to like rearrange it and it rearranged to your death is coming. And then on the back sides of all the paper. How did you not shit your pants? I was. I absolutely was. Because we were, so we're like sitting in the Airstream and they were like, if you leave the Airstream, like you could be, like you could be taken. And one of our friends was like, I'm going to go, like, I'm just going to go outside and pee. And we were like, no, don't do it. And she was like, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to go like right outside the door. And she like gets outside the door and like two seconds later starts screaming and runs back inside. She's like, there's someone out there. I was like, I, we were losing our minds and so we had we had to like figure out this puzzle and then at one point people just started shaking the outside of the airstream like all the people who were dead and we're just like banging on the outside and we were like it, it was so fucking scary and then finally we figured out the puzzle and when we and the caretaker came in he was like okay you guys have to come with me like we're gonna face the dead and all of us were like do we have to like can we just stay in here but we went outside and so everyone else who had died already like the other six people were were waiting outside like just like taunting us and we were like 
oh my God, okay. Then <laughs> then it was revealed that our friend Adam had been a double agent the entire oh, time. I knew it. So it was like he had literally been planning the game with them for months, but pretending that he w- wasn't involved. Nice. So he was like playing the game with us and mm-hmm. he was in the group of three and he turned on his partners. Gotcha. And so then he revealed himself to be like the devil. So then it was like the living versus the dead both had this charm that we had to, we had like a potion that we had to make and we were trying to, and it was like going to be a relay race basically. So it was like, we had all the ingredients, which were like a bunch of different types of alcohol. And then we had to, we had to like put things, we had to sacrifice things like to the ritual. And they were all items from the different missions that we had done around the property. Gotcha. So it was like someone from the group would have to run to that location and like get the thing and bring it back. So we had like four different four things that each group had to get. And it was just like a relay race for who could do it the fastest. And then it was like you had to light a candle between each person that came back. And it was like neck and neck for the entire thing. And then kind of like at the last second, we got the upper hand and we had to drink like our whole potion to finish it and then like chant our ritual. Mm-hmm. And so the living won. Nice. And Ben and I were the only team who both survived like the both of the pair survived but allegedly that was kind of like planned from the beginning and it was like the group sorry there's ghosts in here it was like the group that makes the the charm to protect themselves from the witches will survive because they have like this protective charm gotcha so that got to be us and then they had like for the for the other teams there were two teams where it was like whichever one finishes first both of them are going to die and the and, and then the other team only one of them is going to die so they had like things planned out already but basically it was like one of the most incredible things that's ever happened it was so scary we had Sounds no good. idea what was going to happen the entire time it was like so impressive they had put they put so much time and effort into it clearly like the, there was so much story behind it everyone everyone had like an extensive storyline that they were going off of and other groups had like way harder challenges than we did like one group had to construct an entire scarecrow and carve a pumpkin head to put on top of the scarecrow they like were like in the dark yes they were literally like <clears throat> in a cornfield with a knife carving a pumpkin head and then they had to like splatter blood on his shirt in like a specific pattern i was like jesus christ and like another team was looking for like tiny animal bones that were like hidden in the forest and they had like a crudely drawn map that was like here's where they are and it took them like an hour meanwhile ben and i were just like like just like burning grass yeah just like burning a blade of grass but it was truly fucking amazing that sounds incredible i I feel like there's a like a lucrative possibility within that like i feel like you could like i'm sure this sort of company already exists like you like brand like Mm -hmm. you could like people could like hire you to come and like set up this elaborate like murder mystery or like whatever it is like the location of your choosing i know that's actually the plot of the movie game night starring jason bateman and uh rachel mcadams oh i've seen that i've seen that movie it's not great i saw that really recently (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was was funny it was like it was like it was like bad but then it was also like amusing yeah but yeah, no, it's very, it is kind of like hard to describe like how that our friend group just like does this regularly and it's just a thing that we do, but. And you have a whole year to plan it. I know. Well, we do it, it's actually every six months, but. Do you do this game every six months? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is it always like a scary? Um, we I did. I've only heard of one version of this game. Before. We did. One was like, one was like a 1920s murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And then we also did like a wizarding school, like a Harry Potter kind of gotcha. thing. Um, but yeah, they've all been pretty great. Wow. 
Yeah. So sorry, I just talked for like 16 minutes. Do we want to get into the Q and A or? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. No, <laughs> just I have, just I mean, to share that. I don't know about you guys listening, but I was pretty riveted by that story. Thank so. you. Okay, okay. So what are we doing? You're doing. You're going to read odd numbered questions, and I'm reading even even numbered questions. Yeah, we'll just ping pong back and forth. Okay, we'll and answer. then we're both going to answer the questions. Yes. Thanks again for submitting your questions. Um, I'm sorry if you submit a question and we're not reading it. Um, there were actually a bunch of kind of overlaps of questions or like similarly similarly phrased ones. And then also just for the sake of time, because we can't do like a two hour Q&A yeah. episode. Um, we had to narrow it down to these, these ones here. So question number one. Okay. What was the first experience? What was your first experience with true crime slash spooky shit that hooked you? This is a good question because I... This one got asked a lot. Yeah, I just... Uh, I feel like it's just always been there. Like, I remember mm. as, when I was young, I I would, like... I would watch a lot of those, like, true crime, like, women who kill. Like, all like yeah. weird, like, murder shows that would be on, like, A&E. Like, or Unsolved Mysteries. Whatever. Yeah, like, those kinds of shows. But when I was young, like, I really didn't watch a lot of scary movies. Like, I was very easily scared and, like... My family was never a big, like, horror movie family, so I didn't watch a lot of spooky shit, but I have a very specific memory. I was probably, like, 10. My parents were, like, away, and maybe we had a babysitter or something. I remember being, like, pretty unsupervised, Mm -hmm. Um, but I was, was, like, my parents had a TV in their bedroom, and I, like, went in there to, to, like, try to, like, watch a movie, and I put, I found um, Clue, which is Ugh. not like a very scary movie. No, but it's incredible. But is incredible. And it's like, and it's spooky and it's like a murder mystery. And it was, it was like the first experience I had where I was watching something like that and I wasn't scared. And I was just like very riveted. And I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. And I think I, like that stuck with me. And that's, and I, now I've, I've always really enjoyed kind of like campy, fun scary movies more than I enjoy like the super super really scary right. movies and I think that that kind of stems from that experience um cool yeah I, I I agree that I don't think I can pinpoint one specific thing that like turned me on to the horror genre and true crime because I think again as you said it's always been there mm-hmm. but one thing that kind of sticks out to me well, two, two things one and I've definitely mentioned this before was there was some point I was probably like 11 or 12 and I was home alone in my house, and um, the original Halloween was on TV, mm-hmm. and I watched it like in the dark in my parents' bedroom, and like, oh my god, shat bricks. Yeah. Um, but then I also remember also one time being home alone. I think this is this is where I trace my true crime interest to. Is there was um, did you ever watch E True Hollywood Stories? Oh yeah. They did one on the Manson murders. Oh. And I never had heard of it before, uh-huh. and I was just like, I was like glued to the TV because it was like. I was like scared and I was repulsed, but it was just mm-hmm. like that, that crime has always been, I kind of like trace that to be like my, my quote unquote favorite murder just cause it's like, it's so yeah. crazy. And like, I, I, I've mentioned the podcast. You must remember this. That mm-hmm. just does such a so good. amazing job of diving into the Manson murders. Um, so that for me, that's always kind of been like the intrigue with the kind of the shock value too. And just like, mm-hmm. so I've actually kind of been the opposite. I've always been drawn to the real like gruesome macabre. Yeah. More blood, more nastiness, the better. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay, the next question is, do you believe in psychics, and what are your thoughts on tarot cards? Um, we literally did tarot card readings earlier today in my apartment. You so, did. Yeah. Um, I I believe it. I, I've had experiences with psychics that, like, definitely, like, have, like, left an impression on me. Mm-hmm. But I also... 
I think it's like kind of one of those things where like I do I believe that like there are certain people who are psychic and like have the ability to like communicate with the other side or whatever. Sure, but I also think there are a lot of people who pretend to completely. Um, and I've seen a lot of like examples of like psychics who just like really um, the psychics appear a lot on the Real Housewives franchises, uh-huh. <laughs> and there's some that are like crazy accurate yeah. that are like this one like predicted one of the housewives like husbands having an affair like two seasons before we even found out that he was. Oh wow! And then another one that is just like they're clearly just like totally just reading the room mm-hmm. and you know feeding off of energy. So that's kind of my yeah. No, I I kind of feel this the same. I I do, I do like inherently kind of believe it, and I think there are th- there there are things that we just like really can't explain. Um, yeah, I have trouble believing that people can literally like sit down and tell you like exactly what's going to happen in your future. Like as soon as it gets like too specific, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like I don't like I don't really believe you. But I do think there are people who can like kind of yeah who can like read different energies and who have the ability to interpret things in a different way than we do or I I think I think there's definitely something there and I think it's more like it's it's, yeah it's more of an energy or like more of like a spiritual thing than an actual like here's exactly like what's going to happen in your life but I think yeah I I just think there are some things we can't completely understand and comprehend and like Mm -hmm. I like that I agree okay which horror movie character do you most identify with oh this is hard. Do you have one? I think I do. I, I um I I think that this is like a kind of a random one, but I, I identify with Hayden Panettiere's character in Scream Four. Oh. Because she's kind of like mm-hmm. she's sassy, she's kind of a bad bitch, but she also like knows a lot about horror movies, mm-hmm. which I think like is my jam. Mm-hmm. And um although she doesn't make it through the movie, but she feels like a real per- like more like a real person though. Yeah. Like she's not like a caricature caricature of a character as much. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's Kirby is her name. Okay. I think that I, I think I kind of identify with Laurie Strode. Good choice. Cause she's like, I mean, she's an amazing badass, but she's also like kind of that like good girl character kind mm-hmm. of like doesn't go out and party a lot. Like is that like virginal final girl? And not that that's me, but like for a lot of <laughs> my like life, a slut like you. Yeah, for a lot of my life growing up, I was always like the good girl, like never did anything wrong. Like, um, was just kind of, you know, didn't think I was cool, like thought other people didn't think I was cool. And like, I think she's she's pretty relatable in that way to like a lot of teens. Like, I think a lot of teens feel that way. Um, and I just, she was always just like a really powerful, like role model type character for mm-hmm. me because she does, you know, she does stand up for herself and she's such a badass queen um, in the end of things. And like, I wish that a man didn't have to like step in and like save her at the final second. But other than that, she like really holds her well, own. Well, in later movies, yeah. no man, mm-hmm. um, she, she holds her own. Um, yeah. That, I think she's a good choice. Cause I think that she also has a very realistic mm-hmm. reaction to mm-hmm. her surroundings as opposed to just being like automatically like a kick an ass, but I'm yeah. um, also not just like big tits and like running upstairs when she should be yeah. running out the front door. Exactly. Fashion. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your go-to drink? Diet Coke. What's yours? Oh, I picked, I thought that they were, I thought this was an alcoholic. Oh, alcoholic? Oh. Um, but I mean, it also doesn't have to be. Okay, no, okay. Uh, non-alcoholic, I would say Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. Um, because I love it. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. my go-to drink. <laughs> um, and alcoholic beverage, I really love like a good dry Dirty martini. Yeah, you love a cocktail. I do love it. Um, always I like almost. Cocktail. I like n- don't. I'm I'm not a big cocktail person at all. I really love 
a beer or a cider. I, I really love cider, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. I mean, you should be a little ashamed, but, like, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Um, it's also... I, I got really into it when I studied abroad in London because mm-hmm. every like a lot of people over there drink cider and they have really good ones. Um, and then non non alcoholic probably coffee. I really yeah. love coffee. Got to caffeinate. Although I do take mine about half milk and I don't fucking care. That's also that also is because I had my first caffeinated like I had my first coffee or like caffeinated beverage ever in Italy when I was like nine years old and my grandpa was like get a cappuccino like it's mm. fine your mom's not here and so then like the first time I tried a cappuccino I was like oh great tastes like melted coffee ice cream yeah. and now I'm just like I want my coffee to taste like I, that. I, lo- I love a good <laughs> cappuccino yeah um cool um if you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life what would it be call me by your name really, really? <laughs> yeah I do you own it yeah I need to borrow it. I've only seen it one, that one Oh, time. I own it like on Amazon. Oh, okay. Prime. Sorry. Um, uh, but then there that's, are... That's like it, a nice... Uh, that's a very like, interesting like, art house Well, it's choice. like... I think I have like... Yeah, I think that's like my art house choice. But then mm-hmm. the other movies that I watch the most are like... Like I love actually is like one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. And I could watch it an infinite amount of times and not get tired of it. I've also only seen that once. Oh um, my God. Still haven't seen Dirty Dancing one year later. Oh my God. Um, we, we better get hate for this. I hope Directed so. specifically at Grant. I think if I could only see one movie for the rest of my life, it would be Mean Girls. Really? Yeah, because it's one of my favorite movies. And like, I'm, I'm not going to pick a horror movie because I think that I would get sick of it. Whereas like Mean Girls is one that's like I've seen like a hundred times and I'm always still laugh at the same jokes. So mm-hmm. I feel like. If I was stuck on a desert island or something, I feel like I would be, I'd be pleased. Yeah, I really, I, I enjoy that movie, and I think it's, I think it's really funny. Um, it's, it wouldn't be my choice, but I get it. Okay, so the next question is: If you are doing this, what are you dressing up for as Halloween this year? Um, a sad adult. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I've, unfortunately, I think it's past. I'm, I feel like I'm in like the lull where like. I'm kind of over going to Halloween parties because it ends up being like a little bit too much of a drunken debauchery. Mm-hmm. No, and also, I, so yeah. my boyfriend and I have this, had this conversation. Maybe you agree that like, like I love Halloween. Like I love the, um, like the time surrounding it. And like, obviously it's just like a great time to just like cozy up on the couch and watch a scary movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that Halloween and I feel the same way a little bit about, um, a, little, a lot of it about New Year's and Fourth of July. It's that like everyone is celebrating, so it just becomes very exhausting to like mm-hmm. try and go out and do anything. Um, but I really look forward to the time. I was telling this to you yesterday. I was really look forward to the time when like I have a house one day and I can throw like an adult <sighs> Halloween party with like bobbing for apples yeah, and like that. like shit like that, or like, even like getting dressed up like if I have kids and like taking them trick or treating. Like I'll love to do that. But right now, I'm dressing up as um, myself, which is the scariest thing I could imagine. Oh, baby. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get to dress up this year um, just because I don't know if I have an occasion for it. But I really want to dress up as Laura Dern's character, Ellie, from Jurassic Park Ooh. because I think it's such an iconic look and I love her so much. Mm-hmm. I just think it would be really fun. And Jurassic Park is like one of my one of my go-to favorites. Love it. Um, great. If you could meet any type of supernatural creature, what would it be and why? Vampire. I think you know why. (laughs) I Uh, mean, like, if it's, if vampires are anything like they are in Buffy, then I want to meet one. 
Okay, that's fair. But like in their, a vampire in their human form, not vamped out. Like. But would you want to meet, because you just want to meet Spike. So it's like, yes. Or like, you know, like um, conversations with dead people Mm, in season mm -hmm. seven when Buffy and and this one vampire who she like knew from a, before he became a vampire, Mm -hmm. they kind of just like chat in a graveyard and like talk about their, like talk about life and like what it means to be human. Like, I want that situation. I hear you. Just like not to like murder. No, I don't want that. Thank you. Um. I want to meet a mermaid. <laughs> Is that a supernatural creature? Fuck that. <laughs> I, so I, don't get, I don't get the mermaid thing. I don't give a shit about mermaids. <laughs> I just, I would, I think it'd be so interesting. Like, That's like, like that, um, 13th year style, uh-huh. which is definitely an allegory for coming out. Oh, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, think about it. He's always like, my dad will never love me if he knows I'm a merman. That's like that part of Cabin in the Woods where uh, he really wants to be oh. killed by the merman and then it happens. Then or like, he wants them to be killed by the yes. merman and then he gets killed oh, by I the merman. I love that movie. Bradley Whitford. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, how many push-ups can you do? I'm sorry. Do you think I can do a single one? <laughs> I, if, um, I would say like two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't like get if I can put my knees on the ground, yeah, like girl pushups, eight. I can do. Uh, yeah, at least at least seven. Um, it is that actually eight. is really sexist. Yeah, the but, like modified pushups are girl pushups. But also, like I can only do a modified pushup. Yeah, so. I yeah I have my, no I don't have strength. I do not have upper body strength at all. Great. Um, I like this one. What's the worst smell you've ever smelled? <laughs> oh, what a good question. I mean, I feel like living in New York. Oh. There's sometimes where it's like it's like a hot summer day and it's like garbage day. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's garbage is like out on the curb and there's like a sewer nearby. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably Yeah, the, the, that miscellaneous like it's like a combination of like someone probably peed there recently uh-huh. and there's trash and like oh god. Um I think this isn't the worst smell I've ever smelled but it's I like I experience the smell of the day and like it's like one of those that just like really like grosses me out and it's very specific. Like have you um like when you like if you're cooking chicken like yeah. in a pan yeah. on like stovetop uh-huh. and then like you're done cooking with that pan so it's like still has like like a little like chicken residue in it yeah and then like if you go to wash it that like combination of like wet chicken. And, and like, like the soap. dishwashing yep. liquid, yes, it is so specific. But it's and it's like not like you're like, Ugh, but it's just like that weird. It's just like that's why Ugh. I'm like that's why I hate citrus dishwashing liquid yes. because that smell. It's like at least have it be like neutral dawn mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. citrus. Get that the fuck away from me. Yeah, it's it's so <laughs> gross. It's so gross. I'm 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 glad you appreciate that. I was trying to explain this to someone the other day, and, and I thought about like, that like very recently. And they're just like, I don't like really. That's like the like that's a gross thing to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite smell? Oh, this isn't a question. I'm just curious. I don't know. Mine's pine. Oh, so, I love. I pine. love the smell of pine. I love that. Now that well. Halloween is almost upon us, then mm-hmm. we can already get starting ready for Christmas. Yeah, no, I feel exactly the same way. Okay, um, what's your favorite crime show? Uh, favorite crime show: scripted Law and Order SVU, unscripted yeah. The Jinx. Oh, The Jinx is great. I've only seen it through once, but like. I also really, really loved um, the Keepers. Mm-hmm. Oh God! I'm now I'm like I'm gonna like, love this one too, and I and I loved the the two part um, Jean Benet. Oh yeah, where they like basically like convinced me that her brother did it. Yeah, but the Jinx was like one. It's it was a fucking wild roller coaster. I still haven't finished it. I, like, really started it. I don't know what's happening. I'm so oh my scary. God, it's so good. Um, I 
Law and Order SVU is also my favorite. Mm-hmm. I still love it. Like so I still good. like if I get into a binge, I I absolutely can't stop. It's an amazing binge show. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I I really enjoyed the staircase on Netflix. I did too. I think if it had been eight episodes instead of thirteen, mm-hmm. like I think it had been long. like truncated. But yeah. I really, especially the the first, um, like the first incarnation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any witchy book recommendations? This is hard. I don't know. Do you? Let me think about it first. I mean, it's not super like witchy, but like growing up, I loved reading Christopher Pike books. Oh. And like his last vampire series. Okay. Which I listened to the podcast um, Teen, I think I'm talking about Teen Creeps. Teen Mm -hmm, Creeps, mm -hmm. which is an amazing podcast. And they talk about Mm -hmm. Christopher Pike books and they talk about R.L. Stein books, which I also read a lot growing up, Mm -hmm. like his Fear Street series. Um, And. Definitely, they they point out like a lot of like problematic aspects of it, which is like basically the Lost Vampire is like kind of about like conver- like a propaganda about converting you to Buddhism. Mm-hmm. But cool, it's really good, and it's about like a five thousand year old vampire who is a badass and just like kind of a man eater, and okay. like she's like immortal and like amazing. Um, so, if you want like a good like YA mm-hmm. beach read. Oh, I, I love would, YA. I would recommend um, the Lost Vampire series by Christopher Pike or the Fear Street series by Earl Stein. Okay. I mean, Twilight. No, I'm just kidding. Fuck that. <laughs> um, I I mean, I was like such a Harry Potter kid. So okay, that's yeah. obviously always going to be like I was I loved fantasy. Like I can't think of one that's particularly witchy. Um, if you want like a, a great badass bitch, then I would recommend Carrie Fisher's The Princess Diarist. Mm. Okay. which is an incredible book and it's would be her 62nd birthday today we were just discussing so i just turned that question around yeah, to just- work for my own <laughs> means <laughs> um okay this is this is interesting uh using using classic horror movie survival tropes who would outlast the other in a slasher film um i think that you and i would die back to back yep you just before me but in like the same scene yep Mm-hmm. Only because, like, we're like we're about like yeah we're pretty like I feel like we're like pretty even in terms of horror movie tropes. Well, because I feel like the slut always dies first, mm-hmm. and you're not slutty enough to be the slut that gets killed first. Thank you. Um, and I think that like I like I'm picturing us like by a lake, like mm-hmm. like just drink- like those those like the like BFFs who are just yeah. like kind of fucking off. <laughs> yeah, drinking like <laughs> drinking some wine coolers, and yeah. then like you try to kiss me, and then I'm like I'm sorry, like I'm not into to girls and you're mm-hmm. like I know but like what if just this one time and then I'm like no bitch is this and your I, sexual fantasy uh-huh, no but then I push you off and mm-hmm. then um, you storm off and then I hear you get murdered and then I go try and investigate it and then I get murdered okay um, just yeah, made that, that, that shit up incredibly accurate <laughs> to me love that um, we, neither of us would survive we're both no, we're both, sure, we're both no. too slutty and I'm gay yeah and, um, no neither of us are a, are a final girl that's also why I identify with Kirby from Scream 4 because mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't live. No. Um, okay. Uh, who is number one in your speed dial? Is speed dial even a thing? Do favorites. You have, like, a I have no favorites. <laughs> You're in my favorites. <laughs> really? I think so. I, I, I feel like I, I got this phone kind of recently and I, maybe I needed to update it. I didn't do that. Yeah, you're one, two, three, you're sixth. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, m- number one is, is my boyfriend. Okay. I also keep my phone on um, Do Not Disturb at all times. Oh, really? Um, except for 
if I get phone calls from my favorites. That's oh, like why I do it, which is nice. So like if I'm like my mom wants to call me and or like my landlord, like those are in my because I got, I got really tired of um, phantom vibrations. I became like very obsessed oh, with like yeah. checking my phone mm-hmm. and I like thought if I could hear a buzz and I check it and there wouldn't be a text. And now like, do I miss some important phone calls sometimes? Yes. Do I miss a lot of solicitor phone calls? Yes. That's a great tip. Um, I really enjoy it. And it's actually a really nice way of kind of disconnecting a little bit. I'm not mm-hmm. feeling like glued to the, the like incoming mm-hmm. information. I started when I was in grad school too, when I didn't want my phone yeah. going off in class. That's nice. So, okay. Um, if you could eat, if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, my cheating answer would be sushi. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's a complex dish. Mm-hmm. Not like one specific thing. So I had to pick one specific thing. I would say avocados because I think they're pretty versatile. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, mine That's is – a really fucking basic answer. I'm no, like, it's okay. Oh, like, avocados. Um, and only perfectly ripe ones from Trader <laughs> Joe's. Um, no, I don't – mine is also a cheat answer because mine would be pizza. That's a good choice. Which is not – and not like – I mean, this is also so bougie. Not like a Domino's pizza, but like – a Brooklyn style, like thin mm. crust, like with like a lot of great toppings, like a Speedy Romeo, yes, style pizza. I I actually prefer Domino. Okay, I have a very. I mean, deep, Domino's is I great. Lo- I love Domino's. Like yeah. when you want like a true, just like it felt like it just went through the microwave mm-hmm. sort of th- situation. But I love the like pizza parlor pizza. Yeah, where yeah. it's like that very specific crust, and it's usually like it's usually like when you get like a pizza that's like the size of your rib cage. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, hell yeah. I, I don't, that's a weird analogy. I just have a very I'm, large I'm, cage. I'm with it. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, just like simple pepperoni, black olives. Although, what's your, what's your go-to um, Domino's order? I'm curious. I feel like everyone has one, if you like Domino's. Just like pepperoni. Yeah, pepperoni. Yeah. I like um, bacon and onions. Ooh, fuck. Which is delicious. Or a pineapple and pepperoni. Wow. Do you like pineapple on your pizza? No. <laughs> um yeah i do good me too i enjoy the sweetness of it I, I get that it's weird but it's a cool combo um i yeah i think it's like whatever okay um i feel like i know your answer to this but would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf um i don't think you, you do because i would definitely say werewolf really i think it's way more manageable than being being a vampire means you are you're undead if you're a werewolf it's like you might like turn at the full moon but like you can like manage that you're like a human the rest of the time um, that is a good point. I, I think I have to go vampire because... I mean, it is cooler. Yeah, and also, like, the nighttime mm-hmm. is when I thrive. <laughs> um, and I don't really like going outside in true. the sun, like, being in the sun. Pretty so true. that's very easy. And then I could, like, be, like, young and pretty forever. That's true. Um, and, like, I would basically have the rest of my life to binge watch, like, all the my favorite TV shows. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they both sound great, honestly. Yeah, I, honestly, like, <laughs> I would take either. Like, fuck it. <laughs> Okay, this takes this takes a turn. <laughs> Would you rather pee a golf ball or poop a bowling ball? <laughs> so are we talking like a bowling ball's worth like size of poop or a literal bowling ball? I'm, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go with literal. I'm gonna go. Oh God. I mean, both, I feel like sound really painful for peeing for men. That's a very small hole. Yeah, I, I might have to go with poop a bowling ball. I think I'm gonna have to go with pee. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like either. I also just nope. I'm just gonna say something really disgusting. But let's just not. Let's, let's just move, move right on. on. Okay, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, this is my favorite one. This comes from Sammy Shea herself. Mary fuck kill the Golden State Killer today. 
Robert Durst as a mute woman in the Jinx, or the master from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Uh, this is the greatest, single greatest question I think I've ever heard in my life. Okay, I have to, I have to kill the Golden State Killer because, Duh. like, fuck that guy. Um, I could, I could fuck Robert Durst as a mute woman. Okay. <laughs> and then, I'll, I'll mean, I'll marry the master from Buffy because then I'm married to someone from Buffy, and like, he has a lot mm. of power. Yeah, I, I can fuck with that. Um, okay. Yeah, definitely uh, kill Golden State Killer because he's a piece of shit. Um, I would. I would fuck the master just because I feel mm-hmm. like it would be like a wild ride in the sack. True. Um, only if it, we were in a position where I didn't have to look at him. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and I would marry Robert Durst as a meat woman because... Uh, <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, you haven't finished the jinx. He like he like went... like He like pretended to be... Like he like ran oh. away and like pretended to be oh. a woman and like pretend like he couldn't speak and like dressed in drag. Oh, yeah. that really yeah. clarifies things. Yeah, no, that, it, it literally happened. Okay. Um, because if he's mute, then like, I don't have to like hear his bullshit, but he's also a piece of shit. And like, also he's old, so he'll die. And I'm pretty sure he's rich. So I get his money. That's true. Okay. Nightmare before Christmas, Halloween or Christmas movie. This is gonna be a very controversial statement, which is that I don't really give a shit about nightmare before Christmas. Oh, I love that movie. Um, Halloween movie. Definitely. Cool. Like, it has Christmas elements, but it's not, like, the joy of the Christmas season. I just, I've just never, Tim Burton's never done it for me. Yeah. I find it to be, like, way, like, okay, of his movies, did he, did he do Beetlejuice? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of them are a little too schlocky and a little too, like, campy. Yeah. I guess, if you will, for me. I love campiness, but he yeah. also is just kind of, like, a douche and, like, kind of racist, but. Is he really? Yeah, supposedly. Oh, well. Um, I've also only seen Nightmare Before Christmas once. I, lo- I love it. Like, at a sleepover right back in, like, 1999. Hmm, cute. Okay. Um, This one's special for you. Which Hogwarts mm. house would you be sorted into? This is also, we got asked numerous times. <laughs> okay, good. I love our listeners. Um, I Every time I've, like, taken a quiz, I always get sorted into Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few times into Slytherin. Um, so I think I'm kind of like a Slytherin claw, but leaning more towards Ravenclaw. Cool. I don't really. I've I've read the first three books. I've seen all the movies. I don't really understand the difference between some of them, but I feel my gut is telling me I'm a Hufflepuff. I think I honestly would say like you're. Yeah, but I would say between a Hufflepuff and a Slytherin as well. Oh wow! Sorry, I mean like Slytherins are like sassy and they get what they well, want. Th- that's and, true. Like, and like they're f- dicks, but yeah, and I, f- I feel like you and I would be in the same same house. We're yeah. definitely not Gryffindors. No, we're not. We're not righteous enough. I like don't know who is actually a Gryffindor. Yeah. Nah, nah. <laughs> okay. Um, if you could go back in time and change one decision you made, what would it be? Uh, doing this podcast with you. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. Um, <laughs> This is a hard one because I feel like that's like, obviously, like I I don't mind like answering personal questions, but like, um, ugh. this is really hard. I don't think I would. I don't know if there's anything that I would change because I wouldn't want, like I I just think that if you change one thing, it's like a domino effect. I agree. And there are so many good things that have happened to me in my life, which I'm very fortunate to be able to say that I just would be afraid that it would mess up something else. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's things in my life that I've done that I w- wish I hadn't done or the things that happened to me that I wish hadn't happened. But I think it's all like, and this is such a lame answer, but I think it all just like contributes to who you, who you are. I can get behind that. I think that mine would be, um, if I had to pick something and 
if it wouldn't, I don't think this would drastically change the course of my life. I really wish I hadn't quit playing piano when I was like mm. in first grade. And mm-hmm. like, cause like that is a skill I really wish I had, but to mm-hmm. be like a, a concert pianist. I, I, that pianist, pianist. In that same vein, then I would say that I wish I had actually learned how to speak Italian when I was younger because my mom oh. like, had me in Italian lessons for so many years and like I just never picked up on it. And that's like when you're young, it's so easy to pick up a new language. Yep. And my family is very Italian and I just always wish that I could speak. And I still can a little bit, but. That would have been awesome. I um, I feel the same way with French. When I, when I studied it for like seven years and like retained very little, I then studied abroad in France and I was like, why didn't I mm-hmm. pay more attention? Yeah. Um, what are your jobs slash hobbies outside of resting witch face? I'm... I feel personally attacked when people ask me what my hobbies are. <laughs> like I have... <laughs> like I do anything. No. Um, I... So my job is I work at an agency and I'm a social media manager and we, one of our main clients is Netflix. So I work on social media for Netflix projects, which is super fun. I love it. Living the dream. Yeah. Um, And then my hobbies, like I really, I mean, I think this, this always sounds so lame, but I really like watching television is like Mm -hmm. a, is like a major activity for me and something that I like choose to spend my time on because I love it so much. And I love like analyzing TV and analyzing film and like talking to people about different media. So I spend a lot of time doing that. A lot of time listening to podcasts. Um, and I also, and taking care of my plants. Love it. Um, I feel fortunate, fortunate enough that like my hobbies kind of like are my jobs, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, which is that um, I'm a dancer and a choreographer and a teacher. So I um, I work primarily in modern contemporary dance, um, and I have my own dance company where I create original choreographic works. And then I also perform from time to time, usually on my own in my own pieces. And then um, I teach at a number of different organizations, and then do some kind of dance admin work. Um, yeah. Inside. You're living the dream, baby. Living the dream. But then, yeah, I would also say, like, pretty fucking passionate about TV. Yeah. And um, just all around, like, I've I've always loved pop culture. And mm-hmm. um, like, I've subscribed to Entertainment Weekly since, like, the early 2000s. And I just, like, love, like. Yeah. If you couldn't tell from, like, what we talk about every <laughs> single episode, we love pop culture. And I'm, I'm, like, also, like, I'm very, this is, like, such a dumb, like, thing. But, like, I like when I was little, I loved just like going to Blockbuster and like looking at the movies. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. like rent anything. I would just like read the backs and yeah. I would like start learning like who was in what movies. Oh yeah. I just like spend my time on IMDb. Me too. Whenever <laughs> I'm watching TV, I'm like, who who is that? Like, what has that person been in? And I look on IMDb. I'm like, oh, like that one episode uh-huh. of like oh, yeah. Will and Grace. Like that's what I remember them from. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And then this is a great hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. If the Buffy reboot happens, wh- who would you want in the cast and who would you want to make cameos? This is so hard. Mm-hmm. I have no idea because I'm really struggling to picture anyone. Because, well, here's the thing is that I don't think that they're going to be playing this. Like, we're, we're not going to have the same characters. I think it's supposed to be like a new storyline with like right. a different slayer. So it's hard for me to say like who I would want involved in it. I'm excited about the fact that it's going to be a more diverse cast because that's clearly something that Buffy the original was lacking. Um, who do I want in cameos? Every fucking person that was ever on Buffy. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just want that cast. Um, Although it would be hard for anyone who played a vampire to make a cameo because not supposed to age. And I'm pretty sure David Boreanaz when asked about it was like, I wish them the best. Yeah. Don't you won't be seeing me right. making any appearances. Right. Um I mean if Sarah Michelle Geller made an appearance, I would 
fucking die. Like I would love that. Yeah. Obviously, I, I do everything I she does. Um, what do you think is your spirit animal and why? Uh, I have no idea. I've always thought that I'm like kind of like a brown bear. Particularly, yeah. did you see the, that thing that went viral of like that one bear that like gained 40 pounds in like a month? <laughs> and I like really fucking relate to that. <laughs> Slash I really fucking relate to like hibernation. Uh-huh. And like wanting to go away for the winter. Uh-huh. So that's my answer. I don't know. Can you assign one to me? I have no idea. Well, I feel like everyone can be categorized into either being a bird or a bear. Mm-hmm. I think you're more of a bird. I think I am too. So, um, when Sammy Lou just read, Heron. okay, Sammy <laughs> just read my tarot cards, and I got three bird cards in a row. Oh, so you're some sort of bird. Yeah. Okay. Cool. If I'm, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. I'm so sorry I said that. Well, but I'm, I'm a bear. It was that was a quote from the Notebook. Who are you? I've never seen the Notebook. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> This is, it just keeps happening. You guys, please like get in touch with Grant and (laughs) and ask him what's going on with him. Okay. I've seen parts of that. I've like seen it like when it was like on TV in the background. I know, Uh, I know that they die in the end. That's not, shut up. Okay. (laughs) What advice do you have for someone thinking about starting their own podcast? Oh my God. Um, Clearly we, we are in no place to be offering advice, but I would say, Pick just pick something you really love mm-hmm. and do it with someone that you really love and like mm-hmm. have a really fun time with, and then just treat it like hanging out with your friends. I yeah, that's I, like why I do this. Agreed, and I think that you know, I, I think also like don't worry, don't worry too much about like being original per se, or like mm-hmm. don't like worry about like oh like if, if I want to do like so, so for example. We're doing this kind of like obviously spooky podcast talking yeah. about ghosts and true crime. There are a lot of fucking spooky true crime podcasts out there. And like yeah. if that stopped us, then like we wouldn't be here a year later. And I think that one of the reasons that it seems like you guys tune in week after week is because, you know, not necessarily just for the content, but also like for us. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if you're starting your own podcast, know that you have a unique voice and something to bring to the table beyond just the content that you serve. Um, Very true. Um, so just. Fall, and don't worry your dreams. And don't yeah, and don't worry too much about what people think because I think we yeah. apologized a lot more when we first started this podcast. I think we still we still do and we still are self-deprecating in a lot of instances, but I think we're trying to get better about that and and don't apologize for what you're doing because clearly clearly the people who are listening like what you're doing. Um mm-hmm. and those are the people that you want listening anyway. So Exactly. Thanks for being here, guys. Yeah. We're not leaving. I was just saying No, thank yeah, you. we're not we're not done. We're not done. Um, we're almost done. Um, what is your fave and least fave Halloween costume you've ever had? Okay. Well, I don't have a specific least favorite necessarily, but I know that like as a child, I dressed up as like way too many princesses that I like didn't even really care about. It was just like generic like Princess Aurora and then was forced to wear a white turtleneck <laughs> under the dress because like thanks mom, um, who wasn't. But definitely my my favorite costume was a few years ago when I dressed as Pizza Rat. Oh, and if you don't know who Pizza Rat is, I mean he's he's Get a out. he's a queer icon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he he is a rat that lives in the New York subway system. Who in like 2015 was 
captured on someone's phone carrying an entire like large slice of pizza into the depths of the subway with him to devour on his own and he is like my true inspiration every day of my life so <laughs> I dressed as pizza rat one year and I would just like I had like little rat ears and I just got to wear like gray sweatpants and like slouchy gray clothes and then I bought this like pizza pouch necklace that it's, it's literally a clear triangular shaped pouch that hangs around your neck for you to store a piece of pizza in and and I did that and then throughout the night people kept asking for bites of the pizza and I was like that's disgusting but okay <laughs> that's what happened okay uh ooh. fave is hard I've had some ones that I've really really enjoyed doing um but I think just because I has a special place in my heart when I was probably a junior in high school because mm-hmm. yes I dressed up as on Halloween all throughout high school good um my, my best friend Katie and I were uh, Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm, and right. just like very cute. cute. And like it was like fucking store-bought um, costume that definitely like needed to be held together with duct tape mm-hmm. after a while. Because um, also I would like – I hosted – I used to like host parties all the time in mm-hmm. high school. And they were like so, they were like sober fun parties. Mm-hmm. And for some reason – I don't know when it first started, but Katie and I would always – we like at one night point during the party, we'd put on the song Bucky Dungun by MIA and just like thrash <laughs> around like fucking buffoons. And um, I have so fond memories of being in that fuck like polyester lederhosen. <laughs> um, and we also would refer to ourselves as um, obviously being uh, Hansel and Gretel as being Handjob and Grundle. Oh, cute. So that thing is my favorite. And then my least favorite, definitely, I was in fifth grade. I, <laughs> I dressed up as Angel. Like from Buffy, uh huh, and I had like a floor length, um, oh, black leather coat, uh-huh. and it's it wasn't that it was like bad per se. I just like I remember feeling very very self conscious as soon as I went trick or treating, and yeah. people started asking me what I was, and I said I was Angel, and they were like, "Oh, you're an angel," and they got really confused. Yeah, and so I like oh, I just remember being like feeling really ashamed. <laughs> so, oh, I love that you did that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Which horror movie would you least or most like to be trapped in? I think I would be le- I would least like to be trapped in Cabin in the Woods just because. Yeah, I was I actually like, going to say that too. Like those poor, mm-hmm. poor teenagers. There was really no fucking way out for them. No. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take being trapped in Halloween because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not really on Michael Myers' radar. Mm-hmm. And he's like slow enough that I could get away. Yeah. I, I guess I'll say like. Scream just because I oh yeah because I just love that franchise so much and yeah, like no, those that, characters are all yep. fun that would be no fun. I I take it back and I feel like yeah I feel like I could probably survive in Scream maybe I I would yeah. do a better job than Sarah Michelle Gellar did in Scream too <sighs> poor but girl dumb bitch sorry CC Cooper sober sister CC Cooper it was not that wasn't she was I, <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar has never been treated so poorly um. Maybe when she played Helen Shivers in I Know You Did Last Summer and, like, literally was 30 seconds from going to safety. And she was, like, uh-huh. in that alley and then decided mm-hmm. to, like, stop and turn around yep. instead of just running towards that marching band. That's exactly right. Ugh, dumb bitch. Um, okay. This is this is tricky. So, so what is the scariest story you've ever heard? I interpret this as being, like, not a movie. Mm-hmm. Just, like, a, like, something that someone told you that, like, freaked you out. Oh. It, I, it's probably not actually the scariest story I've ever heard, but that affected me the most because I was at an impressionable young age was like those um, those like scary stories mm-hmm. books. Um, and I don't even 
remember what exactly happened in it, but there was like some creature that came out of the woods in the story and it was like a shrunken head with like a tail oh, yes. or something like that. And I remember like I wasn't allowed to read the books and I like snuck into the library one day at school and like was reading them in the stacks and I got home that night and I literally have, I did not sleep a wink. Like I was so terrified. You know, this, it was one of those situations where I was like lying in bed and I had to build a stuffed animal wall around me because oh. it was the only way that I could feel safe. And I was like, this will protect me. And I just like laid there and was like, why did I do this to myself? Oh no. <laughs> um, this might not be like the scariest story I've ever heard, but like this, like this, like the concept, like always like really fucking freaked me out, which mm-hmm. is like the story is like, I feel like they're like part of like every single ghost tour you go on. I just remember I was on a ghost tour in Edinburgh when I heard this one. And um, it's like the story of like people who get like buried alive by oh. accident. Like people like, oh. that, like, like, like mm-hmm. it was during like the plague and mm-hmm. people would like appear to be dead mm-hmm. and they'd be buried and they had to like, yeah. um, they had like the bells that they would mm-hmm. put in there because people, oh, that's, that's literally the worst thing I could ever imagine. Yeah. So it's not like a, necessarily like a scary, like, ah, story, but, yeah, um, that's a very that, real that, scary, a situation. very, um, like hearing about that always like really fucking traumatized me. Um, uh, specifically there was like the, the legend I told us when the one in Edinburgh was like, this guy was buried alive and then like they, like finally figured it out and like they dug him up and like he tried to kill everyone. Oh my god, really? Mm-hmm. <gasps> That's he was, crazy. Like, pissed. Well, yeah, <laughs> I probably would too. <laughs> okay, we're almost there. Second to last question. I love this one. Mm-hmm. Once you die, who will you haunt? Um, I don't think I would want to haunt a single person. I'd want to haunt a place, mm-hmm. and I think I would want to haunt Connecticut College. Oh, I love that. Because I think it would be, like, really fucking amusing to haunt a bunch. Yeah. Bailey and I went to this institution for our undergraduate careers. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be really fucking fun to, to like, haunt a bunch of, like, 18-year-olds and, like, choose, like, when to, like, fuck with them. Because I feel like they're, like, the oh, right yeah. age to be, like, impressionable. I wouldn't feel bad about scaring them, but mm-hmm. I'd still, like, be, like... Right. I would love to do that with you. Because I think it would be so... If you're, if you're, if I'm going to be a ghost, like, I need to have a friend who's also a ghost. Duh. Well, what, what building would we haunt? Or could we just, like, haunt the whole campus? We haunt the Arboretum. The Plex. <laughs> I would love to haunt the Arboretum. That would be so fun because then there would be like kids who like went out there to like try to hook up and like mm-hmm. thought that they were being sneaky and then we could fucking like make them pee their pants. Love it. Oh, so fun. Deal. Cool. That's what, what we're we'll, doing. We'll do that. Yeah. But we probably have to die there. <laughs> well. Okay. All right. Last question. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could solve any unsolved murder or mystery, which would it be? Okay. I feel like. I feel like my answer is really selfish because I think that my answer should be like someone like a huge like serial murderer so that like a lot of families could have peace. But if I'm like being truthful with the one that like just I can't stop thinking about is JonBenet. Like I like if I could know what really happened, I would like I would really, really love to know that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally get that. I I would agree with that, except the the documentary that I mentioned earlier, the I think it was on CBS, like really fucking convinced me that her brother did it. So mm-hmm. I feel like I watched it and I was like, mm, cool, case closed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that if I could solve, ugh, it's hard because like the 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 case that like really fucking stuck with me was obviously Golden State Killer. Yeah. And I'm like 99.9 percent sure they got the right guy and like yeah, yeah, that yeah. it solved. So like that's kind of like. Eh. But like, but also like, thank God. Thank God. Like, when I was <laughs> like, what a bummer. Well, like I, when I like read M- Michelle McNamara's book, I'll be gone in the dark. I 
just like couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, what? I can't, this like monster is yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, so, oh, of course, I want to know who the fucking Zodiac is. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm so yeah. sorry. I just, <laughs> I had to hee-haw at that because yes, that's, um, I, I really want to know. Just because like, it's just so, it's so, such a bizarre story and it's one that I've always mm-hmm. fucking loved. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm still not convinced that the Zodiac is, um, well, obviously the Zodiac is Ted Cruz. We know that, but mm, right. um, I, I forget. The Zodiac has been linked to, well, some people would try to link him to the Golden State Killer, but mm-hmm. I know he's been linked to also the Axeman of New Orleans. Yeah. Or eh, maybe not that one, but like, there, like there's a bunch of ones. Yeah, that, like, yeah, think yeah. That, oh, sorry, the Axeman of New Orleans was linked to Jack the Ripper. Right. Yes. Um, which also be nice to know, but I think the Zodiac, especially like there's a chance he's still alive. Yes. I want to know. He was so. And that one. And that one is so weird because like multiple people have like come forward to be like, my dad's the Zodiac or like people Mm -hmm. like think that they know who it is or like. Well, I think they have his DNA, which is what's crazy. Do they? Because I mean, granted, my knowledge of the Zodiac is mostly from seeing the film Zodiac starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Robert Downey Jr., which I fucking love that movie. Real good. Um, I think the whole thing is they have the like one or two guys they're like pretty convinced did it, and I'm pretty sure they like it didn't match or like maybe was uh, maybe was handwriting they have they have they have they have something that they were able to exclude, Um, yeah, or like there are a bunch of there are a bunch of now I'm like going through like all like the unsolved murder mysteries I'm like I wonder who did that, but um, I'll go with Zodiac. It's pretty cliche, but I'd like to know. Well, that was it for the Q. Yeah. That was really fun. I enjoyed that. Me too. I that hope was... that our listeners also enjoyed that. Yeah, hopefully it gave us gave you a little more insight into who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is something you liked and you would like like us to do another one of these types of episodes, let us know. Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot of the questions that came in were more about our S- spooky spooky stuff. spooky stuff, which makes sense. But mm-hmm. um, like Noam is like, "What's your credit score?" Right. Um, mm-hmm. like, what's your social security number? Okay. Which I would have loved to answer. Yeah. So it's uh, five. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, as always, feel free to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, and if you have any thoughts, suggestions, hate, scare the shit out of me, you can uh, reach out to us via Instagram um, or Twitter, which is at RWF Podcast or at Gmail, um, RWF Podcast at Gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening as always. And thank you for being with us for a whole freaking year. It's crazy. That's really crazy. And we've had ah. such a fun time doing this yeah. together. Bye, Bye bitches. bitches.